Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about lawsuits and liability, which is a fun topic, really. If you're a lawyer, I guess it's fun. But it's something you have to be aware of as a business owner that one day someone may file a lawsuit, threaten a lawsuit, or accuse you of something, and you have to, of course, defend yourself. Or if you have the proper insurance, they'll defend the case or defend you against the client trying to sue you for you. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So the first order of business, of course, is having general liability insurance. I use SPA, SPPA.com. You can actually find it at thespppa.com. Again, that's thespppa.com. And if you're a group member, you actually get a discount on your general liability insurance through being a member of my group. So that's my little commercial for them. But general liability insurance is definitely something you need. Now, there is a deductible. So if you back your truck into the garage of a customer and your pool pole puts a dent in one of the panels, probably you're not going to reach your deductible to replace the panel. Although, in some cases, those panels are really hard to match or find, and you might have to get the whole garage door replaced, but that's still less than your deductible in most cases. But it will cover you up to a million dollars per occurrence, which is something you're going to need if you have a real liability out there. If you do something and it's kind of a duh, you weren't thinking, you left the water on, you flooded the property, the damage is $50,000, they will cover you for that. So that's why you have the general liability insurance. Same with auto insurance. It's a very similar kind of thing where if you're in a fender bender, you're not going to call your insurance company because it's probably less than your $1,000 deductible. But nonetheless, you have auto insurance to protect you for those larger claims or accidents that you that may happen. And you may not be thinking that you're ever going to use it. And you may never use your general liability insurance. It's not super expensive. It's like 60 or $70 depending on the policy you get. And it's relatively, you know, an inexpensive way to insure yourself against real claims and false claims. I would definitely recommend getting the general liability insurance. So let's back up a little bit and we'll talk about lawsuits and customers that threaten to sue you, which will happen time to time on your pool route. I had a customer who accused me of leaving the water on at their pool. This was several years ago. The water bill, I think, was like $600. And then they were saying... They wanted me to pay it or they're going to sue me. And those kind of threats, I guess back then I was made me nervous. Oh, I'm going to be sued. And I probably didn't have the knowledge I have now. Knowing what I know now, I probably wouldn't have been too worried about it. But I settled with them and I was able to pay half the bill, even though it wasn't my fault. And this is one of those things where most of the time when they say that they're going to sue you, if they do, it's going to be in small claims court. And then the judge there and the judge as well in a regular court. It's pretty smart. They're pretty sharp. 
anyone can file a lawsuit, anyone can claim something, but is the lawsuit going to go as far as the judge, and is the judge going to side with the other party? Chances are, if it's something frivolous and it's something that you didn't do or there was really no proof of it, the judge is going to say there's insufficient evidence or insufficient proof, and they're going to just dismiss the case if it gets that far. A lot of times people will threaten to sue, but they never get around to doing it. It's just a way to get you to maybe settle or compromise and pay them some money. And this happens a lot in the industry. In the other realm where if you were to hire an employee, say, and you don't pay them, you know, the regular payroll, or you don't 1099 them, but you pay them cash under the table. This has happened to several of my buddies that do something like this. In one case, the employee broke his leg or injured his leg on the job, and he said that he wanted the employer to pay for all the medical bills and to pay him while he's not working because he didn't have workers' comp. And if he didn't, he would sue or report him to the government. And this is one of the things about hiring someone under the table and paying him cash. That's very dangerous. Another one was just where the employee said, hey, I've been working for you for two months and you've been paying me cash. That's against the law. And if you don't give me $5,000, I'm going to report you. So that can happen. And usually if you're doing things the right way, that won't happen. So if you have an employee, make him an employee, get the worker's comp, and file all the proper paperwork. Or if it's legal in your area, make him a 1099 employee. But you just never want to do anything that's going to come back and hurt you. But I find most of the threats of lawsuit and the threats of claims of you know improper business practices are when you are doing something not quite legal and the other person knows it. So try to keep your nose clean in that respect. As far as customers starting to sue, this happens all the time out there, especially if they're an attorney. And I hate to say it, but I'm not really fond of having attorneys as clients. So when I find out they're an attorney, I usually don't take the pool. I know this is bad, but I've had one attorney, one bad incident where I just started the account and he asked me for my general liability policy he asked for all this information that no one really asked for. And I just told him, well, you know, I just can't provide that at the time. And in fact, I'm probably not going to be able to take your account because I am overbooked that day. And basically, I didn't take him on as a client because he was asking for way too much information up front, just preparing for a lawsuit even before that fact. And he actually had a builder that was going to remodel his pool that backed out because the guy came on really heavy handed. You know, I'm an attorney and I want all this stuff up front. So anyone like that, you just want to steer clear of. Now, if you have attorneys, you didn't know they were attorneys and they are, just be careful that they can file lawsuits pretty easily. I mean, they have access to all the paperwork. It's going to cost you money to file a counter or an answer on your end. So just be aware of that kind of service client and the liability or the built-in kind of liability when you deal with someone like that. Another question is, do you need commercial auto insurance? Some people will say no. Some insurance agents will say you don't need to if you're a single polar. Others will say it's a good idea. And I have here farmer's insurance. I'm on their site and I'm reading the risk here and the coverage. So with the commercial vehicle insurance, it's, it covers you more than your standard insurance, obviously, because it's for a commercial. So if your employee is running an errand in his own car, and he rear-ends a church van, people are injured, and, you know, the employee's liability limits aren't enough to cover the medical costs. So most insurances will cover 
you know, depending on his insurance, he may have like 150000 towards other injuries or 300000 if he really has a good policy. I, by the way, have all my insurance maxed out to the limit. I also have an umbrella insurance policy, which is an insurance policy that covers everything above my regular insurance. It's like $600 a year, but it gives you another million dollars in the auto, and then it covers the rental properties that I have. So umbrella insurance is something that you should talk to your agent about. It's inexpensive. It's a way to get extra insurance. So back to this here. He runs a church van, and his liability insurance is reaches limit, and the, their medical costs are higher than that. And so the coverage for farmers is non-owned auto coverage can help if employees cause accidents in their own cars or company business. So that covers you for that. There's like an extra amount of money they'll pay. You're on your way to a business lunch when an uninsured driver runs a stop sign and hits your car. The impact is strong enough to break your wrist. Uninsured, underinsured motorist coverage can help when drivers who don't have enough insurance are responsible for injuries or damage in an accident. Your diesel cargo van overturns, spilling fuel onto the highway. Uh, in our case, it would be maybe the chemicals. And if you have the SPPA.com insurance, it covers you for the hazmat cleanup. Farmers' commercial auto policy can help if fuels or lubricants from one of your company's vehicle causes damage. So you may want to get commercial insurance depending on what your auto insurance agent suggests you get. And it's a little bit more expensive, but it'll cover you in situations like that. I guess they should have better risk and coverage examples. I don't think those are really that great, but that's on their website. And that's what they have there, the three examples they have. Just bottom line, the commercial insurance will protect you more than your standard insurance. And if you get in an accident in your pool truck and you have regular auto insurance, chances are they're going to cover you because even though it's a work vehicle, you know, how do they know that you're actually working at the moment you're driving it? And that's kind of why commercial insurance might be better. That way there's no questions and there's no way that they can deny a claim because you have the insurance to cover your vehicle. So consider that as an extra policy and you want to have that in place if necessary. Now let's go on the other end of it. I get asked a lot. I have a client that's not paying me can I sue them for the amount they owe? And to me, this depends on the amount that they owe you and kind of, you know, how you want to approach this is with the internet, they can really slander you online and they can really damage your business. So do this with caution. But I've had pool guys install equipment and then you can't cut it out, by the way, because then that's breaking the law. You can't cut out something that's been installed. So I think one incident is when they installed a salt system and the customer didn't pay. It was like 1600 bucks. And they wanted to sue the customer. Now you can do that in small claims court. You have to file, and I think it's up to five thousand. I can't remember the exact limit in California. And you can sue them in small claims court. And chances are, the judge is a pretty smart person. You'll have the invoice. You'll have pictures of the install, and then you'll have the fact that the customer never paid you. The customer has no proof that the money went to your account. He has no proof that he paid the invoice, and you'll probably win that case pretty easily. Now, do you want to go through that trouble for $1,600? You may want to. Now, if it's $300 or $400 because they haven't paid in three months, I think you would probably want to let that go because if you go to court for that, the judge is probably going to rule in your favor. However, the customer is probably going to go online and just destroy you on Yelp, on you know wherever you can leave a Google reviews, wherever you can put a review on your business. So you probably don't want to do that for such a small amount. But if it's over $1,000, I would say going to small claims court would be a smart thing to do. And if they do leave a review, you can show the paperwork or show a photo of the court case that you won. 
And that'll pretty much silence their negative review, I think, in that case. If that's legal, I'm not sure if you can post that on the response, but you definitely can say you won the small claims court, and you can just put in the rebuttal that the judge ruled in your favor for the judgment there. But any nicky-nack amount, I wouldn't go through the trouble. Now, can you put a lien on the customer's house instead of going to court? You can, but the lien is extremely unenforceable in most states, unfortunately. The only way to enforce it is if you go to court as a general contractor, and then basically you have to go before the judge and to make the lien official. That's the only way you can do it in this kind of realm. You can't file a lien as a pool service professional. You have to be a general contractor, and then you have to go to court to make the lien official, and you don't want to go through all that trouble for 1600 Just take them to small claims court. It's much easier. Now, if you let the amount get higher than that, then that's kind of on you for not kind of being diligent about collecting payment. And I would say if you're three months behind, if the customer is three months behind on their service and they haven't paid you, then it's kind of in your realm that you kept servicing that pool without getting paid. So there is a line you want to draw. I stop service after one month being behind if they're not responsive. Now, if they say that, you know, I'm sorry, I'm going to pay you, don't worry, I just had some problems here. That's perfectly fine. But if they're like totally unresponsive, after a month of being late, which is two months of service, technically, I just stop servicing the pool. But in all honesty, there's really little recourse for us to collect on a customer. Going to small claims court is a lot of work. You have to take day off of you have to take a day off of work. Then you have to go there and then you have to file and then maybe the person shows up and then you go before the judge. It's probably not something you want to do. And before you go to court, whether small claims court or civil court, you want to make sure you have a really bulletproof case. I was in court for an eviction. I've been in court for eviction. So I know not for me getting evicted, but for me evicting a tenant. And I know that you have to have, of course, you have to hire a lawyer. In that case, if you're in a civil court, and then you have to really have all your paperwork in, in order because the judge is basically looking at the paperwork, looking at the paper trail, looking at all the evidence that he sees. And if it's sufficient to rule in your favor, like for the case of a tenant not paying, it's pretty obvious that they haven't paid their rent. There's no record on their end of paying, nor is there any proof in my accounts of receiving it. And then I have the notices that I served that they're in default. So all of that goes into the court and the documents. So be sure to have all your documentation if you are going to go to court for any reason, if you're being sued by somebody, or if you're suing them, the big thing is that the judge is looking to make sure that the paperwork is in order. So it's kind of like a war of paperwork. Whoever has the best file kind of wins. And your attorney's there just to make sure that everything the judge is looking at, he can explain things if he needs to. But just be aware that anyone can file a lawsuit and a lot of these lawsuits are pretty frivolous and the judge will just pretty much throw it out of court. You know, some of these things are a kind of a joke. And But if they file it, it may cost you money because you have to answer that and maybe retain an attorney. So it becomes a big hassle. The best thing I can tell you is don't put yourself in a situation where you can't potentially get sued by someone. And if you have the right insurance, the general liability insurance, that'll protect you from the larger claims, if you have commercial auto insurance, I'll protect you from weird things happening with your employees out there or yourself driving your vehicle. If you get in an accident, chemical spill, you definitely want to have that in place. But you want to have the proper insurance and you also want to have the proper mindset. If someone accuses you of something, of doing something to their pool, you don't want to be defensive. You don't want to be unresponsive. 
You want to do whatever you can to fix that problem. If it's meeting with a builder because there's a stain on the plaster of a new pool, whatever you have to do to get the customer to understand that you are on their side, that you're not against them, and that you want to solve this problem and settle any kind of problem. Like what I did when the customer accused me of leaving the water on, I just went ahead and paid half the water bill and it was settled pretty easily. So that's kind of what you have to do. Try to settle things before they get to the point where people start talking about suing and going to court. It gets really messy, very ugly, and can get really expensive if that were to come to fruition and they actually take you to court. And if you're looking for other podcasts that I recorded, you can find them on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu. And then from there, you can listen to other podcasts. And if you want to enhance your business and also get that 10% discount on your general liability insurance, you can join my coaching program. You can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week. God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.